Well, hello, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. Caitlin here with you guys. And Jessica. Hi, guys. And we're super stoked because today's episode is titled, Teachers Who Use Engaging Lessons Get the Best Results for Their Students. And hopefully that's you, right, listening to this episode. And if it's not, and you want to be that teacher who uses engaging lessons, we actually have an awesome master class that we put together for you. It is called Three Proven Strategies to Engage Your Students in Your ELA Classroom. So even if you are a teacher who uses engaging lessons, we still want to invite you to join us in this master class because it's not just a master class. It's really a whole experience, right? Wouldn't you say, Jess, it's an experience. It's not just a training. Yeah. Right. And it's good for you whether you're in the classroom, you're teaching from home, you're doing a hybrid, whatever it is, we want you to join us because we're going to be talking all about how to kind of balance rigor and engagement with your students so that you show up every day just super excited to teach, confident, inspired, like just ready to go. And then that rubs off on your students and they're excited and they're saying, okay, what are we learning next or the best? Like, we don't want to go out to recess. Can we keep going? Right? Because your lesson is just that good. Yes. And it's so that's so much really, fun. So much fun. And that's really the transformation that we want to provide for you is that coming in at the beginning, maybe you don't really know how to create engaging and rigorous lessons. And then coming out of the end of the experience, you are just a different person. You have this excitement, this preparedness, this confidence to go teach engaging and rigorous lessons. How are you going to do that this year? And we've really kind of adapted the whole experience to be for in-person, remote learning, hybrid of both, you know, so whatever your school year looks like, we've really consciously made an intentional effort to be able to meet you where you are. Um, go ahead. Talk, gonna say um, on last week's episode about how this can be your best school year yet. Yeah. And coming to this masterclass, going through this experience, it's really going to help you achieve that transformation, achieve that vision. We're going to be providing you with so many fun ideas and support, honestly, to mm -hmm. make this your best year yet. Yeah. So I'm excited for you all. So excited. Um, so the Facebook group actually opens, I believe it is September 17th. And we'd love to invite you to sign up for a masterclass. Come join the Facebook group. We'll be opening on the 17th. And if you go to ebacademics.com forward slash engaging ELA, you can pick your masterclass date. You'll get all the information for signing up for the Facebook group. So we have, you know, free resources, additional bonus trainings. We'll be doing fun giveaways, all kinds of just great energy, positivity. It's going to be a fabulous experience for you. So we're really excited for you to come join us over there. So with that being said, let's dive into today's episode. What are we talking about, Jess? Great. So let's start with results that we want to see from our students, right? We all want our students to master the standards, whatever that may be. And so today we're really just going to focus on kind of one particular writing standard and we'll give you an idea of how you can tie in engagement and get your students loving the lesson, but then wowing you with the brilliance they come up with to master this standard. So as middle school ELA teachers, right, we all have to get our students to use evidence from the text, to write claims, to support it with evidence, to have premises, to justify, right? Like no matter what grade you teach, you're doing that standard. Whether you call it argumentative writing, opinion writing, if you're a fifth grade teacher, mm -hmm. you have to cover it. And let's be honest, that doesn't sound like the most exciting thing, right? Like write a claim, find some evidence. No, it can be very boring. It can be, and I'm sure there, well, I'm not gonna say I'm sure there is, I know there is. <laughs> handouts out there that just have you do that, right? Yeah. 
totally find the evidence move on okay we've mastered it well let's tie in some engagement so what I always did with my students and I absolutely adore this activity we've mentioned it briefly on the podcast but we're gonna dive deeper today is I would use this unsolved mystery picture book although you don't need this picture book you could just google it but it's all about the Mary Celeste if you don't know this story Oh my goodness, it's fascinating. Like oh, I my own kids and they're obsessed. <laughs> um, but basically what happened was, you know, it was like over a hundred years ago by now, is a boat left New York City's harbor and was sailing through the Atlantic. And like a few days into their journey, they noticed this other boat in the distance. And it's kind of like bobbing along and they're like, hmm, what's going on over there? Let's go investigate. They try to like raise a flag, wave them down, nothing. So these sailors get permission from their captain to go on board this other boat. And this boat happens to be called the Mary Celeste. Well, when they go on board, there's no one there. It's so creepy. It's like a ghost town on a boat. But everything is intact. It doesn't look like there's foul play. Like the captain's log is there. It's been filled in. The bed is a little bit unmade. It just, it looks like... People were there that morning, and now they're gone. So bizarre. So bizarre. And so the sailors on board this other ship, I believe it's called like the De Grazia. I might not be pronouncing that right. But they say, okay, we're not going to just leave this boat here, this ship. Maritime law basically says it's now ours. So they get permission again from their captain to go on board the ship and sail it back to a port. And there's like this whole court story of should they get what the boat is worth and like all the cargo is worth because they would have been quite wealthy if they get to claim it or was there foul play involved and maybe they did something to the sailors on the Mary Celeste. Like there's so many theories out there about what happened to these sailors. And you guys, this makes the perfect activity to use with your students when you're studying claims and evidence and premises and justification. (laughs) Like, is yeah. your, is your mind turning, Caitlin? Would totally. You like, okay, I can use this. No, it's so great. Cause there are one, there are all these theories, right? So those kids can, you know, provide evidence and do research if you want to take it even outside the story. But then I'm also thinking too, like in, in, when they go to court, you know, what position could the kids take in court? Like, should the sailors get the ship? Do they like, it, there's so many different layers to different types of essential questions or questions and claims that students can be creating. Totally. It's endless, really. So what I would do is I'd give my students an evidence tracker. This was fifth grade. So I really would focus on one thing because I think yeah. you could, you know, go much broader with this in higher grades. But I would say to them, okay, what do you think happened? Come up with a claim. And then they'd have to find evidence from the story, list it, and then justify it. And then we'd share out in groups and they had to try to convince the other groups, you know, like our theory is correct because blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so I'm just thinking of this, actually, I didn't do this with my kids, but I should have. We've talked about this on the podcast before too. You could take it a step further and play the, the game or the activity, choose a side, right? Mm-hmm. So a group of students could share their theory and kids could line up on the class or in the classroom. And like, if that group convinced them that their theory is good, students could walk over and join that group Yeah, and totally. kind of like move around and see if like, I don't know if they can convince their classmates. And you could almost, sorry, I was just thinking you could almost do that online too. Like if you set up a Google slide that just had 
a line down the middle, series on either side, and then the students have a movable piece that's like them, a digital version of them. They can move themselves on either side. So it's like you're doing it in the classroom, you're just doing it in Google Slides. For sure. And I think, like I said at the beginning, you don't need this picture book. I mean, you absolutely could get it. I highly recommend it. I think it's like, I don't know, 10 bucks on Amazon. It's by Jane Yolen. Um, but there's YouTube videos about this. There's like um, history.com information about like, <laughs> tons of stuff out there. Yeah. For it. And I just think it's such a great activity to do at the beginning of the year before an argumentative unit, just as like, a fun refresh if you want students totally. like nailing in on their evidence and their claims. So many opportunities. But the point is you're going to get much stronger results from your students. They're going to be buying into this lesson, excited, want to do extra research on their own. Like I remember when I did this one year with my students and the first week of school, parents came up to me and they're like, okay, what are you talking about in class? Because my kid is coming home at dinner and telling us all about this cool thing. They want to go do extra research. Like, this is amazing. Like, I love that. That's what you're going to see with your own students when you do this. Right. And how powerful is that? Because yes, of course we have to, we don't, well, we don't have to do anything, right? We can think outside the box and do whatever we want in some cases. <laughs> But like, we still have to, we're still going to teach novels. We're still going to teach House on Mango Street. We're still going to teach Outsiders, whatever it is. We're still going to teach our novels or new literature circles, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But we don't always, I mean, we should always be doing EBW through those literary pieces. Evidence-based writing. Evidence-based writing. Sure. Yep. Sorry. Um, we should always be doing that. Right. But with this, like, this is a way to hit those standards, to talk about claims, premises, justification, evidence in a different capacity that's really interesting to our students. That's not to say that the house on Mango Street can't be interesting, but this is just a different way to, to think about writing and to look at writing and for your students to be practicing these same skills that they would be doing through literature, but through a fun, like Jess said, they're gonna go home and wanna do more research on it. Like what a great experience for kids. That's the stuff that they remember, right? When they're 30, 35, 40 our age, and they look back on what they remember from school, that's the stuff they remember, you know? Absolutely. And like, what a fun way to tie in informational text, which honestly can be kind of dull sometimes, but not in this case, right? Not at all. So many standards here. And we're talking, I mean, if you have fifth graders, this is maybe a two class period lesson. If you've got older kids, you can knock this out in one period. And I think, gosh, it's so much fun for them. And you're really hitting those standards and you're going to get the best results. Yep. So when you spend a bit of extra time saying, okay, how can I make this standard engaging for my students? Oh my goodness. It is so worth it. And yep. that's really what we're going to be talking about in our experience that's coming up in our master class that we really want you to join and learn all these engaging strategies to get your students buying in and to get those amazing results from your kids. Yes. We're just, we're so excited for you. So I want to invite you guys one more time at the end to go sign up for that. You go to ebacademics.com forward slash engaging ELA. And we'll also make sure that we include the link in the show notes for you. So if you're listening to this on something like iTunes, you can just go to the information page, click on that link and go ahead and sign up. And we'll see you in the Facebook group that opens on September 17th. So we're so excited, you guys. Thanks so much for joining us on today's podcast episode, and we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. <laughs>